today on The Breakdown. We've got a guy in a tournament doing a thing with cards and chips to another guy in a tournament with cards and chips. That may be a little vague, admittedly, but what actually is happening is we've got, I think this is EPT Barcelona. It's a 5,300 euro buy-in, and we are in the money, and we've got a player, Alan Allencar, who is making moves. He's making plays, and we're just not so sure how great these plays are. He's doing it when the money up top is humongous. There's a lot to play for, and both him and the other player in this hand have not really had a whole lot of previous success. So for them, maybe there's even more pressure and more intensity to this hand. We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. This hand is a little interesting because often when we have amateur players in hands, they're playing against pros or they're making some sort of massive obvious mistake, mm-hmm. which may may happen in this hand, may not. But what I'm getting at is these are two guys that you're just going to find in tournaments that are just like the type of dude you find in tournaments and they're not special and they're making these plays. <laughs> and uh, well, well, I think it's interesting and different well, than what we usually do. Okay. Because often we're trying to like dissect the mind of Sam Greenwood or something right. and be like, okay, so how does he balance his, his set here? He's, he's got to have some gut shots and stuff like that. These guys are just fucking around basically is what it looks like a little bit. And they are deep in this event. So they, they've had some success in this tournament. But the plays also are, are indicative that maybe they are just the type of person that you're going to see in tournaments and they might be overall losing players. And it's something that all of you eventually are going to have to play against or have played against plenty of times. And it might be a little bit even more instructive to examine this than some of the stuff we do when it's like Christoph Vogel's hanging against David Peters. Yeah, because it's actually what they're going to run into. Yeah, um, that's fair. I will say I take a little issue to you calling neither of them special. Every every child is special. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, if I had said that, my strong sense from all the history of the show is that you would come in with a, well, you know, I mean, the stuff that we're seeing this Alan Carr guy doing, you know, five years from now might be like, we might learn that this is absolutely like at the forefront of poker technology. And, you know, you always hit me with one of those whenever I go after anyone. So Actually, I feel it's important to bring this up and, basically, and hit you with I this. I only ever said that about Berkey. No, that's not true. When, did I, when else did I say You it? said it about, I had it in my head and then you said that and I, it left. There's another guy you said it about too, for sure. Uh, Oscar Ng maybe is one, but he's not the best example. There's another one too. I, I can't remember. About Oscar. Yeah, there's, there's another guy you said it about for sure. Um, but I can't remember who right now. But it'll come to me. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll mention it. Well, I said it about Berkey, for example. And if I said it about somebody else, it's probably somebody like Oh, Berkey. it's yeah. No, it's someone really, really successful. Yeah. So that's a little different. These guys both have 163K. Somehow they both have 163K in Hendon. And, you know, playing a lot of tournaments. No, no big impressive scores. They're not these dudes who are like putting themselves out there with poker theory all the time, like Berkey is saying, mm, like all that's true, like claiming to be at the cutting edge of stuff. Well, first of all, we don't like follow these guys on social media or YouTube. For all we know, Alan Allen Carr has his own YouTube channel talking about poker theory constantly or has his own Brazilian coaching site, but probably I'll give unlikely. you 10 to one. It's not good enough. Um, and also, as, as you also like to point out, just playing devil's advocate here for a second, some of the, maybe Alan, Alan Carr's an online crusher, and you know he doesn't really play tournaments, and he happens to be playing this one. I don't think any of these things are true, but this is the kind of shit you say to me, and it's time you got to shove it in your face, Grant. 
Also, it is, it's not completely impossible. One of the things I'll say is Alan Allen card. I keep bringing him up, I know. But he, in this hand, and in, the, in another hand we're going to do, um, which is going to come out, I suppose, next week, um, he's, making, he's doing different kinds of things than we see players do, right, normally. And one thing in specific he's, he's doing a lot of, and I won't get it. Well, as we get into this hand, we'll talk more about it. And I don't think it's future, you know, it's like forward-thinking poker necessarily. But it's not impossible that, I, it, that it isn't. I get what you're trying to do with the devil's advocate thing, but I strongly disagree. And I think I've seen the things that Alan Allen Carr is doing in both of these hands plenty of times yeah. by mediocre players yeah. in lots of tournaments. It's kind of hard to argue those things, yeah. but it was fun to play that. Get on the horse there for a second and ride that pony. Anyway, Alan Allen Carr, I don't get what his parents were doing, but his name is Alan Allen Carr and the A L E N. We've said his full name like 10 times yeah, already. Because it's Alan Allen Carr. <laughs> it's A L E N A L E N C A R. Like, what are what kind of parents are those? Why would you name your kid yeah. Alan if your last name is Alan so, Carr? So we had this discussion, yeah. and I said, you know, the culture in Brazil is different, as if that was a really reasonable response. Yeah, I don't think it is. Because <laughs> there are lots of other Brazilians who have their first and last names so similar, and I've certainly met many Brazilians in my life. Um, but you don't know his story, man, and all I see is you, all you do is fucking shoot arrows at this dude. I'm not shooting ho- arrows. Hoping to hit. No, I'm shooting arrows at his parents. What are well, they doing? He could change his name, and he hasn't chosen to. Maybe he changed his name. Maybe his name was Ricardo Allen Carr, and he changed it. You don't well, know. Well, then it's on him. Then it's on him anyway. He's an adult. He could have changed his name. It's on him. Anyway, this is Everyone not- who's listening, you are responsible for your own name at this point. You, you got a problem it's- with it. You don't take it up with your parents. Take it up with yourself. Look in the mirror. That's right. Nobody wants to go to court and shit. Anyway... He's going to be against John Hanafy. Uh, as I mentioned, okay. neither of these guys have big time Hendons or anything. They play a lot of tournaments and they have, you know, over 100K in earnings each. But I think I would guess they're both losing players, mm-hmm. most likely. They are in the money here in this event, this big time event, the 5,300 euro buy in Barcelona EPT main event. And uh, we got 3K, 6K blinds. Let's just get to the hand as soon as we talk okay. about Mark Testart, of course. Oh, yeah. The Australian, I guess the culture there is not such that they are going to name their kid with the first name and last name being the same. They didn't name him Test Testart. Well, maybe they did, and he changed it. It's possible. So here you go again. Let's ask him. There you go. I'm sure Mark will tell us. Mark, did your parents name you Test? (laughs) Did did you then change it to Mark because you have agency over your own name? Is that what happened? I'd rather not know the answer, Mark. I I like keeping the mystery. Anyway. You don't have to tell us. Mark or test suggested this on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter. He included a YouTube link anytime stamped it. Cause he's no fool. Yeah. And the way Grant says that of course is implying if you have a suggestion for the breakdown, send it to us on Twitter, include a YouTube link, timestamp it, bam, we might just do it. And of course you get the shout outs both here and on the video when we make videos. Unless we forget. Uh, all right. So yeah, or it's been too long. <laughs> so three K six K are the blinds. Exciting times deep in this event. They've just recently entered the money. Cool. In this massive field. I think it was the biggest EPT main event field ever, 1,988 players. Mm. We've already done a couple hands from it. Yeah. Alan Carr has a good stack. He's got 514K, so he's approaching 100 big blinds here. Yeah. And he's in the cutoff. He's got ace of spades, jack of clubs. He's going to open to 13K. I love it. So far, he's doing well. Doing fine. John Hanafy is in the small blind. He's got two aces. I did not write down which aces he has. I should probably know that. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, I can tell you what they are, okay. actually. It's the ace of spades and the ace of hearts. Ace of spades and the ace of hearts. Okay, cool. That's what he has. Ace of spades, ace of hearts. He's got 
31K is a three bet, and he, I didn't write down his stack either. I'm well, really smart. It's 207K. He starts with 207K? Yeah, 207K. 206K. Close enough. Close enough for sure. Yeah. Uh, he makes so, it 31K. So not a lot of blinds here. No. So Tw- Alan Carter is in the cutoff with Ace Jack off. 35 blinds. Yeah. The three bet, is it too small? 13 to 31 out of position? Yep. Yep. It sure is. Should be probably 40. 40 for sure. Even I mean, you're short-ish, but 35 blinds means you can make it 40 and in theory fold some hands, no question about it, right? Like you could have ace five suited here and fold to a, to a four bet. Yeah. Um, I think you probably should have ace five suited in three bet sometimes and fold to a four bet. So um, yeah, 40, the 31 is just too inviting and we're going to get called way too often. I think he wants to get called and this sort of goes to your, he's probably not a professional, right? Yeah. That he's... Like, I got to make sure I get called here. It's also a little transparent when he makes it this small, unless he's doing all his three-bet sizing this small, as some players do. He might some, be. Some amateurs, mostly, right? Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. So he might be. Who but knows? He's out of position. I mean, honestly, 40K is a little small, but relative to his stack size and the place and the situation of the tournament, it's probably fine. It's probably fine, yeah. So Alan Carr now with Ace off might have just folded. I don't know about Alan Carr himself, but I yeah. might have just folded if it was like 40, 45K. I 100% would fold Jack off. the old guy to the old guy doing it. Guess what? I still might fold to the for thirty one k yeah because Ace Jack off does not flop well against that guy's range if he if he plays the way he looks like he might play because exactly. he's like, he's an older guy right I mean that that's the thing if he's if he's loosey goosey and wild we could talk ourselves into this because of the price but if he's just going to have the standard old guy range when he three bets which is queens plus <laughs> maybe jacks yeah you know um, ace king maybe ace queen because he's got 35 blinds, maybe tens because he's got 35 blinds. Like that's where we're up against. We have to fold. We're getting dominated by every hand but pocket tens. Um, we should just throw it away. Who cares about the price? Like it's just not good. And I mean, of course you can care about a price, but this price I mean, probably isn't min, good enough. If you min clicks it, you can't fold anything. Yeah, I'm going to feel obligated to call it. It's true. Yeah. So this is pretty close to a min click. I, no, I guess no, it, it is not. It's not actually. <laughs> it's not even. No, no, 20, 20K is a min click, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I would probably fold this anyway because it's the old guy. And just be like, eh, this is. I can really understand good. getting talked into the price. I I talk myself into the price a lot in spots where I'm like, this is probably no yeah. good. And guess what? It seems like they always have aces. <laughs> well, Hanafi has aces, and yeah. Alan Carr does call with his ace jack okay. off, ace of ace of uh, spades and jack of clubs. Hanafi with ace of spades, ace of hearts. It's not true. It's not ace of spades, it's ace of hearts. Impossible because Alan Carr is the ace of spades. Ace so, of clubs, ace of hearts. Ace of clubs, ace of hearts. Yeah. That's what it is. Cool. <clears throat> All right. So the pot's 71K now, and the stack-to-pot ratio is already like not amazing for ace-jack off, which is a reason to fold, I suppose, if you're Alan Carr pre-flop. Yeah, it's two, or, two and a half to one, right? Uh, thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a little bit more than that. But. I mean, it's the kind of thing where if we don't flop top pair, we should probably just throw the hand away mostly, right? Or well, at least a pair. I mean, well, if we flop a jack, we may have to call, but... Guess what? What? Alan Carr flops top pair. I know. And it's bad news because it's the ace. Either way, it would be bad news, but it's worse news. It's, it's worse news, yeah. yes. It's the ace of diamonds, the eight of diamonds, and the six of spades. So Hanafi flops top set. Feels like a million bucks. Yeah. Alan Carr flops top pair and feels okay. I mean, you flop top set, but you're like, well, I guess I'm not going to get any more value. Wish I had three bet a little bit bigger pre. All right. How, how are you going to get value now, buddy? Yeah, you showed him. Yeah, All right. So thanks. what what should Hanafi do? Should he better check? And if he bets, what size should he be? He should, he should bet. He should bet small. There's no reason to bet big here. Um, okay, well, let me let me play a little devil's advocate. Go ahead. This is with future knowledge, knowing that Alan Carr is a guy who like splashes around a lot. Mm-hmm. Is this a guy you should check against? My belief is... Now, 
I'm basing this on, I've seen two hands Alan Carr's ever played. Okay, so yeah. let me say that. My belief is that Alan Carr is going to sniff out when you take weird lines. Three betting and then checking this flop and then not folding is might might prick his antenna up a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe he's going to put you on kings. But it might get you a bet that you wouldn't get because Alan Carr might show up with 9-10 here and sure. hands like that, that or like Jack-10 that, that have no equity in like... Hanafi profiles as a guy who's going to check his kings, queens, jacks. On I agree. This board. I agree. Um, but I just feel like if we bet small, Alan Carr may float a lot in position. One bet, and then we check the turn. There's certain players, and I don't know if Alan Carr is one of these guys. There's certain players. I, my plan is who are super bluffy and crazy and stuff. My plan is always to see bet when, even when I flop huge and then check, not check right away. Because when I check right away and then I show strength later, they put it all together. But when I see bet and then I check the turn, it's harder for them to figure it, and they usually go for it in much bigger ways. That's reasonable. So, I, so it depends on which kind of guy Alan Carr is. It's hard to really know. It's not unreasonable to check this, but we'd be checking a check raise, right? Probably. It's like, how do we get more value anyway? Like, if we check call, we think he's I just going to move us in? I lot. think we check call if we check, like, because we're, we're deciding to check call because we're like, this guy is just going to take any open door and go bluff, bluff, bluff. Right. I think it's pretty clear check call if we check. But if we're going to bet with 71K in the pot, how much should we bet as Hanafi? Um, I think we can bet like 71K and we've got like 200 and sorry, yeah. 175. Yeah, exactly. That. You made it 31, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, exactly. Um, I think we should bet like 22K or something like that. That sounds good. Hanafi bets 30. It's That's a fine. A bit bigger, but whatever. It's okay. He's lucky because this is actually a flop that you really can't fold yeah. now as Alan Carr, right? Of course. Alan Carr cannot fold on this flop. It would be absurd check. to fold. Yeah. And Alan Carr does call. Yeah. Seems good. I like it. Seems clean. Everything seems clean and good. You know what else is clean and good? Nitrogen sports poker room. I wasn't going to say that, but I was going to talk about the inside of my sink. Not is it the actually outside. Clean? Did you clean it? No, the inside of my sink. Not so the you'd like How can I clean the, in, the inside? What? what are you saying? <laughs> the inside of my sink is clean and good. I bought it that way. <laughs> and you haven't cleaned it since? Who cleans the inside of their sink? What kind of, what kind of accusatory tone are you taking with me? Do you clean the inside of your sink? What do you mean by inside? See, that's the thing. You don't even know what you're saying. I'm glad you finally asked a probing question. What do I mean by inside? <laughs> I mean the inner workings, the plumbing. Do you clean the plumbing? The, that's not your sink. <laughs> it's the inside of it. <laughs> This ad is going great. Yeah, why don't you continue? Every nitrogen all the time. Sports betting. Do a better uh, job. Okay. Nitrogen sports poker. I wrote a song about it, and it goes a little something like this. I went downtown to nitrogen. <laughs> Everybody let me in. I checked inside all the six. <laughs> they were clean and cleaner. Clean so clean. <laughs> If I didn't exist, would you just be like in a field somewhere looking around and smiling to yourself? What, what would happen? What happens? What happens if in that head of mine? I have no idea. Oh. All right. I'll try to do a better job because you forced me, force me to be the adult in the room every time we do the ad. So I'll do it. <laughs> nitrogen, job. nitrogen is an excellent online gambling site. And if you use the link in the description <laughs> of this podcast, you get access to our exclusive Poker Guys tournament. It happens every month, the last Sunday of every month. There are 1,000 buy-ins guaranteed. We never really get more than 120 players. So if you do the math, that's a pretty damn good deal. 
Of course, they have sports betting. They have casino games. It helps us out if you use the link. Also, you only get access to the tournament if you use the link. So use the link when you sign up for Nitrogen, and uh, I'll try to keep Jonathan away from your family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those uh, those lyrics aren't as easy as they sound to come up with just on the spot like that, but I do it every time. It's gold medal. Gold no, medal I don't know if this might not be fair to the player, so I'm not going to say his name. Okay. But we were filming an episode of poker time last night and there was a new player who is a fan of the show Mm -hmm. and he hadn't played on poker time before and he hadn't met me and I don't think he'd met you either, but he came up to me. He met me, I know, but go on. He came up to me on a break and he said, Hey, I just want to say, I really appreciate how when Jonathan tries to derail things, you do a pretty good job (laughs) of keeping it in line and you do it like in a way that still makes it fun. Mm. And I really appreciated that that from the player. Why don't you want to say that's a subtle art? Why don't you want to say, I don't know if you wanted me to like publish it. It was Eric. Well, there you go. Good job. Now you've, you've, you've screwed up every way possible. <laughs> um, yeah, Google Eric said that. Well, I you, like huh? him I a lot better than I like you right now. Because well, that's was, a shocker. He was kind to me. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's the way you are. You're like a dog being given a treat. <laughs> Anyone throws you a little tender vittle, and you're the happiest boy in town. <laughs> that's me. All right, let's move on. I don't need to take this abuse anymore. <laughs> You know, you might think that, you know, off, off, uh, podcast, off camera, whatever, we're, uh, we're not like this with each other, but we kind of are. I'm going to do poker guys with Google Eric. He's nice to me. Yeah. Good luck having anything to underail with Google Eric. You love that. You need that. You Some, need me on that wall, Grant. Sometimes, sometimes I don't want to do the ad. <laughs> sometimes I want you to actually do it. You don't think me singing is doing the ad? Come oh, really? On. You, if we ended it after that, that would have satisfied our I obligation? Mean, no, no, of course not. But that's what makes it viral, bro. That's what makes people care. That's what makes the people who listen to the ads every time are like, that's why I listen to the ad every time, because it's funny and unexpected. It's its own thing. But every And then they fight. While, and then they fight. And every I love once it. in a while, though, maybe you could actually get the ball. I do it once out. in a while. Yeah. Once in a while. Come on. Just not that often. All right, let's end the tiff and begin the okay. analysis of the flop. Great. Where Alan Carr is called, so I guess it's the turn. Because it was the ace of diamonds, eight of diamonds, six of spades flop. Hanafi with two aces, has C-bet, half pot, a little bit less. Alan Carr has called with ace-jack, had two. Pot's 131K, stack-to-pot ratio is getting real. It's about one-to-one. Yeah. The turn is a bad one for, for Hanafi and Alan Carr probably a little bit less concerned about it because of the preflop situation, but it's the queen of diamonds. So third diamond comes in. It's a bad one. And yet, if we think about it, there aren't that many hands that uh, Alan Carr should be able to show up with diamonds. I guess we three bet so small. Yeah, we kind of lock in a lot more hands than we otherwise I mean, would have. I mean, the queen of diamonds it being, it being the queen of diamonds is card. better than it being the deuce of diamonds. Yeah. But... I mean, who knows about Alan Carr, but let's assume yeah. he's a little loosey-goosey. He's probably got 9, 10 of diamonds, well, jack, 10 of diamonds, king, jack of yeah, diamonds, king, that, 10 of diamonds. That's fair. Right. No, sure. He's I've, I've king, jack of diamonds. He's got he's got a bunch of diamonds, but a bunch is still only probably like, I don't know, seven, eight combos, right? right it's not, it's not had, some outrageous But you had the nuts on the flop, and now a card comes where right. Alan Carr would have absolutely played it this way the whole time, a yes. lot of the time, and now he's beating you. That's fair. That's so, right. And we block aces, even though he yeah. has an ace. So we're like, so well, like what cut, out, cut out some of the combos. Like, yeah. So that's true. That's ba- fair. Based on that, I feel like we should check. With a one-to-one stacked pot ratio, we should check, but we should not fold to a I bet. agree, but I think there's not a ton of value in betting here because we block aces. Like we could get lucky and have Alan Carr have the case ace, but is he gonna call with that? If we bet, I don't know. Um, the value of betting is just protecting your equity, right? Like if he's got one diamond in his hand. Such as um, what hand? 
um, such as Ace Jack with the Jack of Diamonds. Yeah. Something like that, which apparently he clearly can But have. you're not really protecting your equity. You're just putting more chips in against that hand. That's fair. But we're, we're charging him at least instead of giving him infinite odds to hit uh, his, his flush. You know what I mean? Like he can check it back and draw for free if he wants, which... I don't see a ton of value in that. Overall, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not folding that hand anyway, probably, if he has the diamond with it. Maybe maybe I once mean, in a while. I mean, the value is if we, if we shove right now, he's going to call, right? But if, uh, if a non-diamond comes on the river and we shove, he may not call. I don't know if he's going to call with ace-jack with a jack of diamonds. Maybe ace-king with well, the king well, of diamonds. Well, then there is value in shoving. Anyway, then we protect our equity. Like, pick a side, yeah? Okay, but <laughs> you know that's extremely difficult to pull off because... Yeah. Actually, is it possible? Let's see. It's not... Okay, what? so Alan Carr could have the Ace of Spades, Jack of Diamonds. Oh, you're talking about one combo. So because there's only one Ace left. Yeah. yeah, that's right, one combo total. So there's not a ton of value there. Okay, but he could have other Diamond combos that are Such similar. As. Ace, Ace of Spades, Ten of Diamonds. That's two. After that, it gets pretty like. But but what you do is you protect against. Um, you either charge the draw or you get him to fold out the draw. I'm not saying these are necessarily good reasons, but I'm coming like there's a little bit of value in that, right? Like sure, you're protecting but, your equity. But or, if, or you get full, or you get you charge the guy the full price to get there. But it's probably an overall better play to check, right? Yes, I would probably check. I would check with the intention of calling all in. Sure, that's what I'd be doing. Or hoping it goes check check a lot of the time, and like maybe you can eke some value out on the river. Mm-hmm. I think that's better than betting for sure. The other thing you could do against a guy who, if you think Alan Carr is spaz, is you could bet small and defensively, and and give him an opportunity to just shove on you. With what hand do you think you would do that with? Um. Maybe all his hands, like because he's a spaz. Uh, that's that's really expecting a massive spaz on this board. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a few hands he's played, so yeah. I think it's possible. But if I didn't know that about him, which I normally wouldn't, right? I would I would check this for sure. Yeah, well, Hanafi's going to bet. He does bet small. Okay, he bets forty k. He bets forty k, and he has like a hundred and forty five. Hundred and forty five. Yeah, the pot's yeah. one thirty one. So he leaves, he's leaving himself with one hundred five. Um, I mean, that's fine. I, if I'm going to bet small, I'd probably bet even smaller, personally. Like, shove over me, bro. You know? Yeah. Let's go. Like, maybe I bet 20, 25. You know? Like, it's super scared and weak, especially as, quote, the old guy at the table. Like, go ahead and try and push me around. Well, I think this is actually I know. what's happening. He I is think, actually super scared yeah, and weak. He's and blocking. he's probably going to fold if he gets shoved Yeah, on. I know. I think you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little different. Yeah. But if, in that case, then he should be checking. Yes, for sure. All right, so what's Alan Carr supposed to do? He's got ace-jack, no diamond. Okay, let's ask ourselves some questions as Alan Carr. How often are we ahead right now? Doesn't feel like very often. Doesn't feel like very often at all, right? Like Hanafi's got ace-king sometimes. He's got aces sometimes. Do we really think he's betting kings twice? I know they're small bets both times, but do we really think that? Probably not. Probably Maybe if he has kings with a king of diamonds. But wouldn't he just shove that a lot of the time on the turn or make a big bet? Um, you'd expect that more frequently yeah. at least I would I would um, queen queen got there as a set mm-hmm. on the turn so like well yeah like he's got two jacks with the jack of diamonds I mean, maybe like, he's a he just doesn't know what to oh. do when he has jacks and like he's maybe like, I guess it's, I'm betting again it's possible it's possible he could have kings or jacks Although, I guess but of course there is only three combos of jacks because we have ace jack right not as good so it's possible he could have a few hands yeah I guess that he decides to play this way, but we're not sure he's like these other hands he might play. 
I don't want to say 100% because we wouldn't play any of... We probably wouldn't yeah. ever choose it like this. But, like, with this small bet, like, he might play... Like, he's going to play a set of aces like this. I think a lot more he's going to play two jacks like this or two kings like this where he's going to be... Mo- he's likely to be much more defensive because this is, like, eating into his stack. Like, a, this is, like, now getting serious about his tournament life to bet this 40K, right? Yeah. Now he's putting in half his stack. Um, where if he checks, he can check fold, he can check call, he can check do whatever he wants. But if he checks, he's preserved, he's still got 70% of his stack. He still has something more reasonable to be thinking about, like, you know, for, for continuing on in this tournament where he still has not 30 blinds, but over almost 25, you know, that's 20, he's got 23 blinds. Like that's something yeah. by betting this 40 K he's now putting himself in serious jeopardy. If, if he loses his hand, you know, like even if he puts another, never puts another chip in, he's got 105 K left. He's got less than 20 blinds. It's hard. It's hard it, to win. It is. But tough. he may not be thinking about any of this is the thing, right? Really might not be. That's, that's the concern I have. And this is the thing we, you have to think about when you're in these tournaments and these, you're playing against these guys that they don't, they're not thinking about all the stuff you might be thinking about. You've got to adjust a little bit to that. Right. right. You don't want to do the James Opes against Kui Win thing. Right. Where James Opes ended up folding a flush on the river because he was like assuming Kui Win had a similar thought process to him, basically. Yeah. And you just can't do that. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a weird balance to try and make it where you make sometimes you have to make the big fold and sometimes you have to make the big call and like trying to figure out who you do what against sometimes you're going to get it wrong um in this spot i would assume i'm losing when he bets again i would throw my hand away i would the one thing i'll say is it's really 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 hard for um hanafi thank you for hanafi to have a flush here i was yeah i was waiting to bring that point up which, really hard. Yeah. I don't think Hanafi has any flushes unless he is a lot looser than he profiles as. Yeah. Because the ace of diamonds is out there. So he'd have to three bet with king jack or worse of diamonds. Seems unlikely. Seems very unlikely. So I guess if you're Alan Carr, you can decide to turn your hand into a bluff and say, I have flushes and you don't. But I don't know if that's going to work against a guy like Hanafi. It's really hard to know without seeing more data on Hanafi. Yep. I agree. Um, if we want to do... Okay, let's say we want to do that. What's the best way to go about it? He just bet 40K. Should we just shove right now? Absolutely. Or? I agree. Yeah. Because we can't... What are we going to do? Like, shove the river when the guy is more committed? Like no. Also, if he checks the river and we shove then, he may be like, well, you have two pair, you have this, you yeah, have that. Yeah. Shoving right now is, is the clear representation of the flush, right? Yes. I think we can say we have the king X of diamonds, yeah. the king 10, king jack, jack even 10, 10 9, nine 10, yeah, whatever. Maybe even he has like four or five of diamonds. I don't know. This right. guy might just call like a lot of stuff in this mm-hmm. spot. It's possibly has a ton of diamond combos. Yeah, I agree. If we're, if we're going to rep that. I think the move is either to rep that or get out right now. Yeah, I think it's shove or fold. I think yeah. I agree with that. I think it's fold. I think it's mostly fold. Yeah, I mean, like, find a better spot. Some of these old guys aren't interested in folding their sets of queens here. And I know he doesn't have a set, but he's got top sets. the same thing. They're just like, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. I have outs anyway. Like, I have outs. Like, Which I'm is calling. a reasonable thought, by the way. It if is. You're Hanafi. If you're Hanafi and you bet 40K <laughs> in this turn, you should not fold a set of aces. I agree. Yeah. Even I though agree. it sucks because you don't have flushes now and card does, but you just can't. Right. Which is why we like checking better yep. from Hanafi anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Alan Carr decides to call, which I guess he's just praying that Hanafi has kings. Like, I mean, it feels like that. I, he's praying it's going to go check, check on the river, I guess. And yeah, he's got kings or jacks. And he's like, whoo, that went well. Mostly kings because, like you said, he blocks jacks. So there's twice as many combos of kings. It's hard to come up with anything else that's reasonable here. Yeah. This is not a good plan. You're praying for one of the nine combos that he can have, kings or jacks, by the way, that don't have a diamond, that don't get there. Yeah. Because those things have, you know, 20% of the time, those things improve, not including them making sets, by the way, right. which they could also do. 
This just feels like such a clear fold. Yeah, this is why I was saying the things I said at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, of decisions course. like this, like no, these I, are the types of things you see in tournaments all the time. People playing be, and by just putting chips in because they don't know what else to do, right? And they're they're kind of afraid, and they they're just like, ah, I guess I'm gonna bet. I guess I'm gonna call. I don't know, you know, like yeah. They didn't think through this stuff. They didn't think through how many combos are beating me. How many combos am I beating? What is this guy's range? They didn't think that at all. You know, is what it seems like. Well, yeah. I mean, I would say he might be thinking about uh, what is this guy's range, but he may not be doing the combo work because the combo work makes it really clear, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, Alan Carr calls. The pot's now 211K. Hanafi only has 108K left. Wow, that's real. It's real, and so is our book. Yeah. So it can be super real. You can get it in paperback form. Yeah, or you can, can hold be it. like digital real, which is kind of like less real, but also more real because it exists on the cloud yeah that makes like it that. that makes it more real but less real because you can't touch it it's not tactile it's cool to touch a paperback and be able to mark it up and do things give buy it as a gift and give it to someone that's a great idea you know our book is called how can you fold incredible poker hands broken down decision by decision is by grant and i we're very excited about it we actually are quite excited about this book we spent a lot of time working on it and we think it's really fun and good it's 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 all tournament hands. It's, you know, it's, it's our bread and butter. It's kind of breakdowns, but it's a little bit more, I don't know, easy to study. If you want to use it for study, if you use this podcast for study at all, the book is a great like supplement to that. And it's also great in general as a study tool. It's big time tournament hands, all tournament hands with the best players in the world and the most famous players in the world. There's some really bad plays in there. There's some really great plays in there. We call them out and we don't pull any punches. Uh, It's a conversational back and forth in text form, but so it's like the podcast, but it's like, we had time to think every sentence that we said in the yeah. podcast, kind of. So it's like everything we say, we have thought through incredibly difficult like scenarios and made sure we said the best that we could possibly come up with to give the best poker analysis possible. But, um, but there's also banter. It's also yeah, yeah. fun. It's also like, fun. So there's like we yell at each other in pod, in uh, in, pr- in print form as we do in you know every other form. <laughs> right. So there's some of that too. And the other thing that's cool about it. So we do 37 hands, and they're all like short, bite-sized chapters, like two to five pages each, which I I really like. Yeah, and they're fun and easy to read. You can skip around if you want, but if you don't want to, the way we've designed the book is that it starts with the least complex hand and ends with the most complex hand. So there's like a a slow burn of increasing complexity. And by the end, you're like, by the end we're doing edits on the book and the last couple hands we're like, I need to read that again. Cause I don't even fucking get it. It's like, complicated. Yeah. It gets really complicated, but it starts really easy. Um, and so it's for all levels, basically. Right, it is yeah. for all levels. And, and what we call it on the back, which I think is a great thing that Jonathan came up with, which is true, is it's a poker book. You'll actually read. Yeah. It's not just a bunch of dry, like mathematical. This is what you're supposed to do. This is your minimum defense frequency, like shit like that. Of course, there is analysis in there, but you can actually enjoy this with these bite-sized chapters. And it's really for everybody, like Jonathan said, whether probably you as a listener are not a person who only plays in a 10-cent home game, but it can work for somebody like that. Mm -hmm. It can also work for somebody who plays in the World Series of Poker every year. I'll say that we've given um, some advanced copies out to a really wide variety of people, um, people who are really true amateurs who like have aspirations to play, but play one-two cash. All the way up to my friend and in front of the podcast, Matt Matros, who's won three bracelets, who after upon reading um, what seven sample chapters wrote to us and was saying how fun it was and how much he enjoyed it and had a lot of really great things to say about it. So that's a pretty big spectrum of, of player type there, you know? Absolutely. And you know what? It's holiday season. It is. It's a, it's a great gift. We're going to put the link in the description for the Amazon where you can buy where you can buy the paperback. We also have our website, thepokerguys.net, where you can buy the EPUB version where you can get for Kindle and iBooks and all that stuff. Yep. 
Um, it'll also be available on Amazon Kindle, but you know, it's better to buy it through our website. Yeah, we, we, we prefer that for sure. Yeah. And of course, one last thing. If you've already gotten the book, if you enjoy the book, please give us a review on Amazon. Yeah. It does make a difference. It really helps. And, you know, spread, spread the love, man. Please do. We're really excited about it. We How are. can he fold? Incredible poker hands broken down decision by decision. By the way, if you like the book and, and want to encourage us to write more, of course, reviewing it helps because we're going to write more of these books if this works out. You know? Yeah, that's right. If we or and if it doesn't, we probably won't. We probably yeah. and that's fine. Yeah, but, you know, but we we like doing it. So. Yeah, it was fun. It's beautiful, by the way. It's a wonderfully designed book. It's true. Anyway, back to the hand. Yep. All right. So we've got two hundred eleven k in the pot. Alan Carr is called with Ace Jack. Hanafi has two aces on the Ace of Diamonds, Eight of Diamonds, Six of Spades, Queen of Diamonds board. Nobody has a diamond in their hand. Of course, Hanafi doesn't. River is the Four of Diamonds, Fourth Diamond. Real poopy card for Hanafi. Real bad. Really sucks. I mean. I guess there's not a ton of diamond combos that Alan Carr gets here with. Ace-Jack with a Jack of Diamonds. Ace-King with a King of Diamonds, you'd expect to see pre-flop. Mostly where he's just going to shove. I don't know if he's loose enough to call Ace-10 with a Ten of Diamonds, but maybe he is. Maybe. The Queen of Diamonds out there kind of protects you from that stuff a lot. It does. It's really nice. So, Hanafi's going to check. I don't see any value in betting. Agree. I like the check. Good job, Hanafi. We have to check. Alan Carr sitting there thinking, okay, should I bluff? Okay. So we thought we were pretty sure we were losing on the turn, right? Yes. But as Alan Carr, we weren't calling the turn with the, like when we call, we're not calling thinking like I'll bluff him later, right? No. We were calling because we thought may you and I thought we were losing, but when Alan Carr decides to bluff and not shove and rep the diamonds, call and not shove. Sorry. Thank yeah. you. Call and not shove and rep the diamonds. He's, um, he's saying like, I think I'm ahead enough of the time here to call. Yes. So I don't know what the value of checking here. Uh, sorry, of betting here would be. It feels like checking makes all the sense in the world. Let's find out if we're ahead. Let's not put in more money right now. Now, I will say that if we're behind, we're probably going to get some faults, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, a lot of the time we're going to get some faults because mostly we're not going to see the old guy, Hanafi. Yeah. Uh, like do this with the king of diamonds, right? right with ace king or king king with the king of diamonds. Like so I usually, would expect he's going to shove that. Put the money in on the river, right? He's just going to shove it here that way. Yeah. So because of that, he's going to hate every other. He's going to hate it every time we shove. But we should think we're ahead enough that we don't have to do that. Right. My I mean, we should probably be sitting there thinking, okay, I guess he has one of those nine combos, which has now I been mean, reduced. That's why we call the turn, right? It's we didn't call it six combos. It's but really make that four. I think. Four combos? Because the Jack of oh, Diamonds, the diamonds and right. the King of Diamonds. Right, right. Now. Oh, wow. Um, but, like, we're not going to fall that any King of Diamonds anyway. Somehow he has it. If he has the Jack of Diamonds, he's going to call us. Like, let's not try and get the Jack of Diamonds to fold. That sounds like a terrible idea to me. Um, so what are we left with? We're left with trying to get... If we're Now we're back. Now we're praying the guy had a set on the turn, and we called just putting our money in terribly. That's yeah. what, Like, it seems like there's a lot of cognitive dissonance if, dissonance if we don't check here. Well, he doesn't check. He moves in. I know. <laughs> so he's basically saying, I think I'm losing now, so I have to move in. But yeah, as you're saying, if he was if he was losing on the turn, he's still losing on the river, obviously. Yeah. If he was ahead on the turn, he's mostly still ahead on the river because usually Hanafi's going to shove if he has a diamond and gets there this I mean, way. I guess he could have the jack of diamonds in check, but you could think like, well, the jack of diamonds plays the same as the king of diamonds the from of my diamonds point of view. He's probably going to call if I shove anyway. You're right, you're right. But if he, if he has the Jack of Diamonds, he's yeah. like, well, the King of Diamonds, yeah, exactly. The King of Diamonds is going to not fold. So I'm getting in against the King of Diamonds, however I play it. But, but Hanafi might not think that way because he's Hanafi right. and Alan Carr. For, so from Alan Carr's perspective, I don't think we should shove expecting to fold out the Jack of Diamonds. I agree. That's, yeah. No, I completely agree. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, Hanafi's calling with the Jack of Diamonds, yeah. I think. 
Um, and then what are we now? We're down to two red tens. We're trying like we're trying to put in a weird spot. Like I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, it's a weird shove. It's we go from we go from hoping he has just two black kings to now saying, well, now I hope he has ace king that are black or a set or yeah. yeah. What? Why did we call the turn? What's going on? Don't shove. It's Check. A, it's not a great play. That said, it might work. It might work. He's <laughs> sitting there with just a set of aces, and he's like, "Well, <clears throat> Alan Carr could have slow played a flush on the turn. Yeah, easily have a flush already. Alan Carr could have ace jack with the jack of diamonds and decide it's good enough to shove, which I probably would agree with. Yeah, in general. But that's kind too. of like the only diamond he's supposed to have. Right, ace jack with the jack of diamonds again. Maybe ace ten with the ten of diamonds. Is he going to shove that? I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. It's going to be from your point of view. It's like, how do you get value? Like, do I think this guy has a lower diamond than the ten of diamonds? Not very often. Almost never. Right. Like, kind of never. Yeah. So I don't think you can really. So like now I'm hoping. I now I'm hoping a set calls me. Like I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't really believe it either. You don't. You don't think the old guy's going to call you with the set very often, right? So okay, let's play devil's advocate because we've been saying this. We don't like this play. Yeah. We, you could make the case that this is a just-in-case shove. Like, okay, I thought I was winning on the turn, but now a card came that I can fold out more of his range. Like, so I get to win more of the time because he's going to fold some other stuff that he wouldn't have folded, and that's good. Why not, why not go for that? Just sets of aces and queens, right? Ace-king. Ace-king. Okay. Maybe ace-queen. Maybe. Probably not too much ace-queen. Yeah. But um, that's pretty much it, though, yeah. But, you know, we, we went from what? We were, we, you were saying we're ahead of like four combos when the diamond comes on the river, something like yeah. that. And now if we can add back in all the ace kings that don't have a diamond in them and sets that, you know, the, there's six combos just of the sets. Like there's four a lot combos. More. We have an ace. Uh, oh, we have an ace. You're right. Four combos. That's not as good. But okay. Four combos there. Can start to like come up with a few more things that maybe we can fold out. Like maybe, maybe we fold out twice as much stuff. Maybe. Maybe more than twice as much stuff, actually. Probably a little more. Like, so that's cool. It's definitely more than twice as much. That's assuming, by the way, that we're going to fold those out. That is a really good point. Because Hanafi has not immediately folded with his set of aces, which is one of those things that we're targeting. In fact, Hanafi has put out one of those time extension cards. Yeah, and here's the thing about a guy like Hanafi. If he profiles the way that I think he might, this is an entitlement tilt type of guy. Yeah. Entitlement tilt, of course, being when at one point in the hand you had a really good hand things run out in a way that makes it so your hand isn't so good anymore, but you feel, even though the action dictates that you shouldn't feel, that you have to call because of the entitlement you felt when you had such a good hand. That said, entitlement tilt can be um, mitigated by the fact that this is this guy's tournament life and we're deep in the tournament. Yeah. And it's a big tournament. It's not like a $50 tournament, right? This is a really big deal for both these guys, probably to have even gotten this far. So, So it's possible he can have entitlement tilt and still fold because we're putting his whole life on the line in this big spot. Yeah. For f- big spot for Hanafi, let's say. Right. So okay. That, so that, that makes it a little better. So let's forget about entitlement tilt for okay. a second and, and give Hanafi the benefit of the doubt and try to analyze this from his perspective and see if he should call or not. Great. So we're getting an immediate three to one. I like that. That's a wonderful price. I really like that. It is for our tournament life, which ICM is not yet a factor, but tournament life always matters, especially when you're deep in a big event. Sure. So how should we think this through? Okay. Well, the first thing that we're really aware of is we're beating everything that isn't a flush. So the only question is, how many diamond combos are we really up against, right? All right. So let's do, let's do the math then. Okay. Let's, let's give Alan Carr a wide swath. Let's of do it. Okay. Let's do it. King Jack of Diamonds. 
Yes. King 10 of diamonds. And by the way, this is assuming that he didn't shove the turn, so we can probably remove some of these combos when we're done. Okay, but one thing at a time. King Jack of diamonds, King 10 of diamond, 10 of diamonds, Jack 10 of diamonds, Mm -hmm. Jack 9 of diamonds. Why not? 9, 10 of diamonds. Sure. Let's see. It was uh, Ace, 8, 6. Do do we think 7, 9 of diamonds? Feels a little too wide to me when the guy only starts the hand with 35 blinds. I mean, I'd rather have 7, 9 of diamonds than Ace, Jack off in that position. I mean, I I don't want to have either one. But um, so if we give know, him seven nine of diamonds because we cares? know Alan Carr has ace jack, so we might yeah, as well give that's Alan fair. Carr seven that's nine. Fair. All right, seven nine of diamonds. Are we going as low as four five? You know what? Go or ahead set, or seven five. Sure, give it to him. Let's let's play it out with giving. Let's give. Let's be generous and see. All right, we'll so see that's, we'll come that's up with. eight combos of turned flushes. Right. Then rivered flushes. We have basically just ace jack with the jack of diamonds. Right. Maybe ace ten with the with the ten of diamonds. Maybe. Let's just give him the jack. I mean, okay. I feel like the ten. I don't feel like he's bad enough to shove the ten of diamonds here. Okay. So ace jack with the jack of diamonds. That's cool. one combo. Okay. Well, we can eliminate some of the other combos though by the river, right? Because you were doing like four or five of diamonds. That's not going to shove the river either, right? All these like yep. diamonds that are worse than a yep. So really, we're back to we can cut out a lot of things. We can cut them all out except for king jack, king ten, jack ten, jack nine, and ace jack with the jack of diamonds. So yeah. five combos. If you want to be super cute, you could add in jack eight of diamonds. If you, you want to be cute. You cannot. Oh, the, the, of diamonds the, the, on the board. Fantastic. Yeah. So we have five combos. Yeah. And we're saying in some we could probably remove a little bit of those because some of them would have shoved the turn. Absolutely. I would say king jack of diamonds, least likely to shove the turn. Yeah. The, the worst jack, probably most likely to jack shove nine, the turn. Jack nine, jack ten of diamonds, probably shove the turn. Yeah. A lot of the time. A fair amount of the time. So we have like somewhere in the 3.5 combo range. Great. Yeah. That's not a lot. That's really not very much. Yeah. And if we know anything about Alan Carr and we know that he's a bit bluffy, then I think it becomes a call. I do too. I think we're like, I mean, yeah, you got it sometimes, but there's just not that many ways you have it, bro. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it becomes a call because, wow, it's really easy to eliminate so, so many hands here. You yeah. Know? And that's what Hanafi does. He calls. Yeah. So good job on him. I'm not sure if that was from analytical work that he did or from entitlement tilt, but either way, he gets to win a massive pot. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. However, he does end up finishing worse than Alan Carr. Alan. No. <laughs> yes, it's, it's the truth. I did not lie to you. Did you write a song about it? No. Nope. How, how does it go? I didn't write a song about it. Hanafi ends up finishing 75th, and Alan Carr ends up finishing 38th. That's a big difference. Yeah, it is a big difference. Uh, how would a song about it go, though, if you had written John Hanafi, I can't believe you <laughs> made the call. Was it entitlement tilt, or did you do the combos? Probably not. <laughs> that is a great job. Thanks. Great job. I should sing more. Yes, you should. Because I have the voice of an angel. I've been told that. You have a voice of an angel that's had a really rough time. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm going for. Yeah, nice. Thanks. No problem. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.